I was a stay-at-home homeschooling pastor's wife. There were three women. Turned out they were all three strippers. What is going on? Women who were all sexually abused as children. How can we reach more people? My kids have been alongside me for this. We get to save a lot of people. It's not a small mission. When the survivors were brought back, they were committing suicide in the camps. I'm getting the women right off the street. We actually prayed for them in the dressing room. She broke my heart. I wanted to help women in that situation. My mom, she's a perfect example of just love in every single way. She always lights up anywhere that she is, even in the darkest places. I'm pretty fortunate that I get that little bit of joy in my day every single morning when I see her. Uh, and it's incredible to work with her as well, you know, just being able to be around her as much as possible. I'm really, really blessed to have her. She's fun. She's always been like a fun, like, cool mom. She's like the strongest woman I know. She's been through like hell and back and she still gets up every day and thinks about other people. Like how, you know, how can we reach more people? How can I help more people? I love being her kid. When you're starting um, an organization, it's all hands on deck and everyone works, you know, to make it happen. And, and you just have to be called. It has to be a mission that God's called you to. And you just, he gives you the supernatural energy to do that. I love that my kids have been alongside me for this because we really have spent a lot of time working. What do you do for fun? I'm like, you mean other than going to Iraq and working in refugee camps? <laughs> Valiant Hearts, it's a nonprofit organization that really our mission is to eradicate sexual exploitation. So it's not a small mission. If we're gonna look at and deal with the darkest things that is, you know, are happening in our world, we've gotta balance that out with fun and with joy and remember that there's more good than there is bad. And it's the goodness of God that if we keep letting that overflow in our lives, then it allows people that we're serving to see that there really is still good, you know, in the world. My sister, she is fearless, she's fierce, and she is like loyal. He's one of the most like powerhouse kids I know in the entire world. He gives like some of the best advice ever. Cause like if I'm ever dealing with anything, like a boy trouble or whatever, I can talk to him and he just explained things so well. My son is Branson, he just turned 18. He's just a powerful leader. He has always had wisdom, we didn't really know why he was so smart. He was smarter than the rest of us. And uh, it's been incredible to see how God speaks through him. And he has a powerful message for his peers. And I love the way that he uses his voice and um, just the wisdom God has given him to speak messages into his generation that are countering what they're having to come up against every day. He's one of the leaders in our Challengers program, as well as running all of our social media. My daughter is Michaela, and she's 22 years old. She is my fearless, feisty daughter. I love her personality. She's also an amazing hairstylist, and I'm grateful to have her in my life. <laughs> I love getting to have her working with us. She helps with the Challengers, which is the youth program. She just mentors and pours into that team. We're empowering and equipping teenagers just with the tools that they need to be able to fight this. Also work you know, with the safe houses, so I'm getting the women right off the street, like right out of the trauma. Just love on them because they don't, they don't experience that in their everyday life. And then just speaking to them like, I'm proud of you. Like you made the hard decision. You stepped out, you did it. Like look at you, like you're out. You got lots of upcoming things. To have a mom 
that is willing to go out and try and work her hardest to fix it, even though it's such what seems like an insurmountable problem. That gives me hope, that inspires me, that motivates me to do everything I possibly can to help her. Even if we don't eradicate sexual exploitation, we get to save a lot of people, and I get to see all of those people be transformed. Basically, my job is to send out two main messages. One, there's a very, very big problem. It's very real, and it's gonna be difficult to overcome, but two, we have a bigger solution, and that is God. Whether you're being trafficked, um, prostituted, you know, in the strip clubs, all of it is very difficult to escape from. And if you do, then you have a resume that says what? 96% of women who are in the adult entertainment industry, they were all sexually abused as children. Once those things have happened to a young woman, it really distorts their view of themselves and their value. So as they grow up and these different opportunities come or they get into relationships that are abusive, they end up making choices or getting forced into um, a lifestyle that none of us would ever want to have to wake up and that be our reality. The needs of the population we're trying to serve are very vast. So we began to just create programs that would really surround them well so that they could actually make a different choice. And ultimately, we want them to know their value and their identity in Christ. Uh, when they encounter the love of Christ, it changes everything. I've been in ministry my entire adult life, but I've never seen anything like this. 85% of the women who've walked through our doors have left the industry, and that is astronomical to me. It just, it floors me every time I think about it. But they're encountering something that they are starving for. We just opened this year an emergency shelter as well as a safe house for women who are trying to escape sex trafficking. We just opened this month and we've already, we'll have six women by the end of, of this month. We've expanded over the last couple of years to reach global. We've been working in Iraq primarily, but also the Philippines and Scotland. One of our partnering organizations, they help conduct the rescues and the recoveries of sex traffic victims. So while they were there working with underground networks, they were contacted by the consulate there in Iraq and they were asked if there was anyone that could help with the restoration and the trauma care. Because when the survivors were brought back to the refugee camps, they were committing suicide in the camps. Those are the most helpless victims in our world today. They cannot get out if we don't help them. Our heart is to empower and equip the church to know these are the issues, this is how you are the solution already. You're wired and equipped for it. And then with local law enforcement, so Homeland Security, police departments, sheriff departments, things like that, we're definitely working with them. They know uh, what we're able to provide. So when they come across a victim, they can contact us and they know that we, we have resources available. I was literally just at home with my kids when God called me to start serving a population that was on His heart. I was a stay-at-home homeschooling pastor's wife and my doorbell rang and I go to the door and there were three women and they said, we were told that if we come here that you would be nice to us. Okay, that's a really odd thing to say. And so, what is going on? And I said, okay, who sent you to my house? And they said, well, we went to this church because we were trying to get financial help. And they said that 
if we came here that you would be nice to us. I just invited them in. I didn't really know what was going on. It turned out they were strippers and they wanted out, but they also were hungry for knowing God, but they were scared to go to church because they were afraid that people would recognize them, that they would see their customers. I started meeting with them every Tuesday. They would bring all the questions that they had about God that week, and we just went through them, and I said, you know, I may not be able to answer all your questions, but, you know, I'll try. And they were precious. Two of them ended up being able to get out of the industry. They got jobs and were able to move on. But one in particular, she had a daughter who was disabled. I mean, I don't know where to start still, And she couldn't put her in daycare. Um, so she had a live-in boyfriend that would stay at night while she would dance, you know, three or four nights a week. And she hated it. She didn't want to be there. She would literally come to my house and throw up in my bathroom because she did not want to have to go to work again and do what she had to do. And I saw her drink until she could barely even stand so she could make it through the night. And she broke my heart. And I knew I wanted to help women in that situation. What can girls like us do? Yeah. You know, where do we go from this? I know. There's not, yeah, there's not any easy answers. I know that. I didn't go looking for something to do. They literally showed up at my door. I mean, you don't have to be really smart to figure out if God is calling you to do something if he literally like rings your doorbells. We called ourselves the church ladies. We started originally with just doing outreaches to every strip club. We would go into the clubs and take gifts to all the women, just meet them right where they are and let them know that they were loved and valued and cherished. When they show up to work in that context, everyone's there to get something from them. So when we show up, we're literally just giving them something for free. There's no expectation, there's no attachment. It's just have a free gift. In our gifts, they're very simple. It may be you know, a bracelet and some lip gloss, maybe some lotion, and then a little card that says, um, you're loved, you're valued, you're cherished. And if they want to attend our support group, they can contact us. It has information on the card. Every gift is prayed over, and that volunteer writes a note to the girl that's gonna receive that gift. And I cannot tell you how many times we come back on the next outreach and those sticky notes are posted on their mirrors. And they keep them because it's like just a message of hope and value and love that they are so desperate to hear. We've even had women who, once they graduated our program, at their graduation ceremony, a lady got up and she had her little special box and inside she had her two post-it notes. We actually take gifts for the men who are bouncers or valets and for the club managers and just let them know that we appreciate them allowing us to come into their establishment because we want to honor and show love to everyone. People all the time go, why do they let you in to the clubs? And I promise you it's just the Lord going ahead of us because there's no reason why that even makes sense, right, to let the church ladies into the strip club. <laughs> We've even had DJs give us a shout out and go, the church ladies are in the house, you know, and we've never had a reaction that was anything other than positive. And I believe that's just the Lord because these are two very different worlds coming together. We're not here judging anyone. We're literally just here to love you and they can tell. I love the scripture that says it's his kindness that leads to repentance. 
Repentance is just changing the way we think. But it's kindness that allows us the space to do that, any of us, to look at the things that we're struggling with. We're literally just showing the kindness and the love of Christ. And that's way more powerful than picketing and telling someone that what they're doing is wrong. Uh, they typically know what they're doing is wrong. That's not a mystery for them. But to know that there's a Savior that loves them right where they are in the midst of it, that's news. That's good news for them. I started doing this job on a Monday and working with women who, you know, had been sexually exploited. And on Wednesday, I got a call from the investigator saying, your dad's being investigated. You never stop wanting your father in your life. We all were angry. Pretty horrific things that I had to hear about. Scared to death because I was afraid of him. I was abused as a child sexually. I was literally born on this battlefield. I've been dealing with lust and pornography. Teenagers constantly exposed. There's always access. All you gotta do is push a button. We have everything at the tip of our fingers. The next time this story gets told, I want there to be restoration and redemption in it. God is love, and love comes from God. In 1 John, the Bible tells us that God is not only all-loving, but that He actually is love itself. The heart of the Parent Compass television show is to bring the transforming love of God to families everywhere. In every Parent Compass episode, true stories reveal family struggles and how their lives were radically changed by the love of God. Parent Compass, an award-winning television series, is completely funded by people like you. If you have been touched by God and you want to share God's love to others, would you please pass it on? Jesus tells us to go into all the world and to tell about Him. With your donation, you allow us to take this television show into many different nations and in many different languages, free of charge and a portion of your donation goes to Parent Compass Outreach to feed starving children. Your gift does so much. To make your tax-deductible gift, go to parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. That's parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. And thank you for sending love and hope around the world.